0: Technisha.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Today is July the 15th, 2015. Yes, this week is going by so quick. After a while, we'll be looking at August. Children and be back in school. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, I love my children at home, but at times, you know, school works. Less washing on clothes and also less food that I have to prepare. Yeah, because I tell you, when they home for the summer, hun, they eat every five minutes. They eat me out of the house and the home. If, you, if you're if looking for extra children to adopt, mine or a baby. All jokes set aside, though, I have a wonderful guest on, and this is really going to be helpful for a lot of you who are into organic, like to grow your own food, um, just doing the right thing with natural stuff supplements, and changing over your whole lifestyle, I think this will be perfect just for you. On with me today is Miss J.J. Murphy, who is a wild edible forager on a mission to change the understanding of healthy eating. Her goal is really to raise awareness of the delicious foods that are quite literally all around us for free. Her foraging philosophy is simple as this. Savor the abundance of edibles. Nature provides us each season of the year. Take only what you need as gently as possible, doing no harm to the environment. And she has wrote a wonderful book on that called Joyful Foraging. Learn how to feast on the food growing all around her, and we will get more into her book as well as her website. But at the moment, we're going to join Ms. J.J. Murphy on the bright side with Technisha. Good afternoon, J.J. How are you?
2: I'm saying thank you. Um, How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for coming on to the show. You know, this is an interesting topic, and I, I would definitely love to know more about it. What exactly is foraging?
2: Okay, foraging is when you harvest the wild edible plants and berries and nuts and seeds that are around you that sometimes people call them weeds. Um, but really, these plants taste fresh and delicious, and you're not going to get any uh, closer from yard to table than these foraged wild plants.
1: Wow, that is really interesting. Um, now, as far as to go with wild food, what what would be your suggestion on why we should eat wild food?
2: Well, um, it's delicious. It's um, we have learned to see it as a weed because it chooses to grow where we don't tell it to grow. But when you stop and think about it, you are getting a food source without having to plant it or water it or it's there for you. And if we just shift, the way we look at it a little bit it's a ready source of healthy food and you know I, I and it's delicious
1: now can I or anyone else really forage in the cities, even if it's big as a lamppa?
2: well <laughs> cities are my favorite place to forage and I would imagine with your slightly longer growing season Atlanta is even better than New York. Um, I haven't been there in a while, but I recall a city that has a lot of green places, bike paths, pedestrian mm-hmm. zones. Um, New York is starting to get a little bit more of that, and many cities are. Um, they uh, tend to These plants that I'm featuring in my e-book tend to thrive where the soil has been moved or dug or disturbed, which is why you see them. Um, you see them all over North America. Some of these plants grow in, in environments as diverse as Hawaii, Arizona, Atlanta, New York. It, it's really quite uh, impressive, I think. And, um, you know, some in some cities, uh, the foragers are encouraged to do this because when these plants start to grow... They mature faster and they grow more aggressively, and that crowds out the native plants, which you want to keep.
1: Okay. Wow. This is no, this is really interesting because this is going to really change a, a whole lot for people who love to eat healthy. Because I like to eat healthy myself, but this is another alternative.
2: How long have you been foraging? Um. Gosh, <laughs> um, I, I want to say always, um, I was I grew up in southern Connecticut in a little town called Guilford, and we had a garden, and I started to notice that if I would trim the tender tops of the weeds rather than pull them out and spray dirt all over the plants, that um, I would get actually more food than just focusing on the spinach or peas or whatever it was that was growing. And so, um, you know, I never thought about it as something distinct or different until I got much older, and um, very few people did this for their own discovery.
1: Okay. Now, you know, um, JJ, we have a lot of meat eaters out there, so... What are some things they need to take into caution as far as it goes with animals being used to maybe forage and pasture raising?
2: Um, I'm not sure. I I answer. I understand the question. Um, are you talking about foraging in um, in, in like well, in pastures? Think-
1: Um, Yes, ma'am. I think most of the animals, if I I did my research correctly, I think most of them, most animals do get their nutrition uh, from foraging. I just don't know how much. So are there any concerns that we should be worried about or or do all farmers do the same thing? Are they taking their animals through this as well when we eat these type of meat?
2: Certainly eating the animals that are raised for, for consumers. And, um, when those animals are grass fed, you're definitely Uh going to have a better flavor and quality of meat. Um, but a lot of what these animals eat is stuff you can eat too. Um, I'm of course thinking, you know, honey, get the weed whacker because the, Plants that I'm talking about that are featured in the ebook grow where we tend to live, you know, when you're walking to the driveway to get your mail, or when you're going, you know, even out for a hike somewhere, um, across an area where the woods border the meadow. That's that's where a lot of these will be found. Some of them will be found in sunny pastures, but um a lot of them will be found where there's a little bit of shade or you know, where there's just, you know, some different types of of environments. Some of them grow right out of the flower boxes. Um, so right. there are a lot of places where the plants grow. Um, and, I'll, again, a common sense, I mean, here in the city, just because a uh-huh. plant is edible, if you're going to go, you want to make sure you're not in the doggy zone. So if I understand oh. your question even in the pastures you kinda of wanna go in the areas where the plants are not trampled or otherwise okay. injured.
1: Okay. I yeah, I think that did answer the question because we wanna be careful because whatever the farmers feed their animals, you know, all that affects us affect us too. It brought me to a, almost similar to what I heard on the news and I it might be off the subject but one guy they found out he wasn't even doing organic food. He was just placing it on on the label. Oh, it's organic. Kind of find out he was doing processed foods and everything. So he ended up taking off his website once the news station investigated.
2: Hmm. Well you know it that's does. a very good good reason I think for do it yourself. Um Right. You're out there uh, one of the things I tried to do with my ebook was make it easily downloadable to your smartphone or your tablet so there you have it available right in your hand when you're in the field. And if you're harvesting it directly, you're not counting on anybody else to pick it for you and then transport it to a store and then who knows what all happens to it along the way um and most of what i'm talking about like i said is growing right around where you live
1: right we just have to get out here and utilize it now speaking on plants how do we know which ones are actually safe for us
2: well again the the plants that i chose in this ebook we start with 10 of them are plants that are so different looking that you can't really mix them up with anything else. And in terms of if this were into winter, you know, when you're tired of the cold weather, that's when we'd be looking it's easier because only one or two things are growing. Right now, everything's growing. So you have to be a little bit more careful to look but there are plants. There's one plant in my ebook called purslane. It has uh-huh. these kind of thick paddle-shaped leaves, and it grows on a bright red stem. And you find it, it; it's low-growing. You find it all over gardens. Nothing else looks like that. You know that's that's why that's in the ebook. Dandelions. Nothing else looks like that dandelion flower. And at this time of year, the flower is what you want to eat. You know, you want the leaves back in the, in the spring when they're young and tender. Now the plant yeah. is putting all its energy into the flower, so you want the flower. Um, you know, this is, I've made a real effort. Lamb's quarters, another one of my favorites, has a kind of a diamond-shaped leaf. It's very distinct. So when you have the images in the e-book, the pictures in the e-book, and the description, and you're standing there, looking at it, you can start to match it up and see if you've got the right thing or not.
1: I do. I love it. I think foraging sounds really cool. I mean, especially the way things are going. You go to some of these finest restaurants in America, and you don't know what you're eating at your own table. And as I said, the man on the news putting labels on his products, how organic Yeah, this is a better option. And the way times are really getting, I think all of us need to be doing it and growing our own products. My husband, he does it. We grow cucumbers, any vegetables that basically you want, we grow. And besides, it saves your money because even when you go to the market now, they're charging you an arm and leg just to get tomatoes. And it's like, really, this is really ridiculous just for me to survive and live.
2: Absolutely. Now you are uniquely Positioned to go into your garden, and I would, I would guarantee you're going to find at least five of the plants that I have on the ebook growing between the the tomatoes and the cucumbers, and you will find purslane, which I just described, lamb's quarters with the diamond-shaped leaf. You will probably find dandelions in there. And one of my absolute favorites it looks like if daisies were were shrunk, it's a tiny little daisy like flower on a leaf that's a little bit hairy. It's called quickweed and it loves to grow with spinach when you know how when you cook spinach, that big bowlful of spinach you gathered shrinks down to a small portion. Mm-hmm. Well, when it you will cook to the quicklead, the quick won't lose volume. So if you've got a lot of people to feed, you harvest up leaves and you prepare it like you would your spinach. You steam it or, or saute it or however you like to cook it, and that will maintain that same volume.
1: Wow. That's all I can really say. Wow, the same thing. Yeah. Now, in your in your ebook, you mentioned about invasive plants, which I do love that part. The bullies are the plant kingdom—it's yeah. <laughs> really cute. Like these are like they are human beings, little. These are the bullies. So, what exactly is an invasive plant?
2: <laughs> okay, it's a plant that is not local to the environment, okay. and what happens is plant has learned to survive in the swamp, in the desert, in the in the forest, in the field, because it has been pulled up so many times that it has figured out how to survive no matter what anybody does to it. So the problem is because it has had such a tough way to go it grows so fast that the plants that are native to your area can't keep up, they can't compete. And why I think foraging these plants is a win-win is that you'll never run out of food, but if you're taking over everything, those native plants have a chance to survive. So you have a little more plant diversity.
1: Okay, and that that would definitely be a great, now that makes sense, it does, and what, what I like about your ebook because you don't have to be as educated on this at all, you can just, it's simple to follow, it's a great guideline if you just follow, but how long does it really take to really grasp, because you know, I hear different comments on it, that it's cool, but it it takes time to really learn the process of foraging?
2: Well, I guess for me, learning new things is a type of fun. Um, when I care about something and when I know I'm going to get a benefit, I'll put a little energy into it. And so... It's like anything, if I want to meet a group of people or if I want to study something new, I, I know that it's going to take maybe 15 minutes a day. And the thing is, you don't have to lock yourself in a classroom to do this. You can do this while walking your dog or walking to a, to school or just, you know, when you're out running errands, it's... it's um, One of the things I like to do, and this makes it perhaps a little easier for somebody who really needs a little encouragement, take a walk through the farmer's market. Here in New York City, that plant lamb's quarters I keep talking about, the farmer Uh is selling it as wild spinach for $16 a pound. Now, are you still there? (laughs) Yes, ma'am, I am. Believe me, believe (laughs) me, that was just my response. However, you don't have to sell out $16 a pound. All you have to do is take a walk over there like any shopper and see what it looks like and look at it on your e-book. And in many cases in a farmer's market, you could probably see... Oh, I'm kind of curious about that. Can I have a little taste of that? You know? All there right. are ways this- that you can use the... the Just whatever's just natural around you. And I can't believe that Atlanta doesn't have farmer's markets. You must have millions of them.
1: We, we do. Sometimes you have to go out to another part of the city just to go to the farmer's market. But that's where... Most of all my coworkers tell me to go where you'll find your natural produce and everything.
2: Yeah, and, and the farmer's market, that's the farmer. But here again, think about this for a minute. The farmer goes out to the field the night before to pick these vegetables, and then the farmer has to put them in a vehicle and transport them to the farmer's market and then the farmer has to take them out of the vehicle and put them on display so that you, the shopper, can see them. And how many times has that plant been picked up and set down? And how many hours from the time it's in the field until you finally get it into your shopping basket? Now, what That's if a good question. you took the? Yeah, see, because it's we're, we're spending time one way or another. Now. What if you took a 15-minute walk? You know, even if you did it once a week and only experimented with one plant, that's cumulative knowledge. That's going to build. And if I tell you right now, between your tomatoes and your cucumbers and your spinach, those plants are growing, they're right there. Somebody's going to talk about weeding the garden sooner or later, And I'm simply saying, hey, don't pull it up and spread dirt all over the place. Take your little folding scissors and trim the tinder tops and treat it like an additional vegetable because it is.
1: Now, JJ, when it comes to certain vegetables or, or fruits, are there any particular ones that we should look more for when we're foraging?
2: Very good question. I think the trick is to look for the food in its right season. So it's always good. Like right now in summer, many things are ripe. Um, uh-huh. So you want to pick at, at the peak of its flavor. But even after it, 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 dies back. It's always good to remember where you saw it and what it looks like in, you know, in the winter season when it's not growing because then you know where to find it next spring and next summer. Um, The other thing is that you know how in your garden when it gets really, really hot, that lettuce starts to bolt and it tastes bitter, right? And and you don't... Right? Does that happen to your gardens?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So
2: it's the same thing with the plants that we're talking about, my my top ten. You want to eat the tender dandelion leaves in the springtime. You want those chive-like field garlic leaves in the springtime. By summertime, they're tough and chewy. So you don't want them in the summer. But, you know, the I call the dandelion my botanical best friend. The leaves in the spring, you've got the flower in the summertime, and you've got the root in the fall. And that makes a really, if you like that bitter coffee flavor, but you don't want the caffeine, you know, stimulant, well, uh-huh. you got a, a really good... Coffee-like drink from the dandelion root. It's it's always giving, <laughs> and you never have to do anything. You don't have to plant it, water it, you know, worry about it. You know, it, it will always come back. And see, that'd be
1: perfect for me because normally nine times out of ten, when you plant something. You get busy or you just happen to forget and then your plan has wilted away. So I would love something like that. Just let it stay as it is. Don't worry about the rest and it, everything else is taken care of. That's a, perfect, uh, now, that's a perfect formula for me.
2: Well, and that's, I think, how I ended up continuing to forage because right. I – I learned very quickly that gardeners and farmers work very, very hard and foragers can take a lot of the work out of finding delicious gourmet quality, fresh vegetables and fruits and berries. It's just a matter of knowing where to look and when to look.
1: Now, that is a good thing to know. What are some places that you would suggest not to go forage Because I know it's got to be dangerous areas.
2: All right. Well, again, common sense. You certainly want not to go where there's any evidence of any kind of pollution. That can be from car exhaust or any kind of dumping or, like I said, in the city in the doggy zone um you want to go where the green color is a very vibrant green of the leaves where the environment looks healthy um and a lot of times you know the overlooked places like those window boxes and flower boxes a lot of those weeds will pop right up next to whatever flowers you have growing and that's a good place to go because you it's 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 a, a limited environment it's it's a it's growing in the same organic soil that flowers or 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 at least you know cared for soil that the flowers are growing in. Um, I I think we really don't give ourselves enough credit. We know when something. Smells good, right? We do. And so you pretty much already know, you know, if you if you pour milk in your coffee and it curdles,
0: you know, know something's
2: well. wrong. You don't have to. You don't have to. And it's the same thing with the forage food. You know, if a leaf looks wilted and yellow, it's you're not going to eat it. You know, if if a plant is dried out, or you know, if it's past its season. Um and even if you do, I mean, nothing's going to hurt you if you pick a dandelion in the summertime and you pick that green leaf and you bite into it, it's bitter. You're gonna spit it out. You're gonna know. <laughs> I think we all we all have much more ability than we give ourselves credit for.
1: Right. That's why I think this would be perfect for everyone. It can be something as from a mom to a school teacher, you can you can do this if you follow the guidelines to the ebook. And as you said, JJ, it's very common sense. We all have it. We know what we see is wrong or bad. Now, if you choose to be at risk, then JJ didn't consider that, but that would be on you. <laughs> that would be basically your fault. But I think this is a great way where it's offering you the health and the spiritual benefits, simply by being immersed in our native environment. Get out there, enjoy that fresh air. And that will be great, especially if you have children. That would be great for them to start learning to be healthier because I, I try, J.J., I really do, try to get my girls on the, wrong, on the right track. But it's kind of like a battle sometimes between my husband and I. I'm on the health side. He's kind of like uh, in between. So it's okay, like let me look at mom, then let me look at dad. So it's really kind of like a a hard battle. But I think I would definitely be interested in just having this it's a great gift to give to anyone on, on their bookshelf to start your children off to just kind of let, lean them a little bit to the other side. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Enjoy this, that. for me personally, for, I really like 15 minutes of just a little bit of quiet time. It's not a lot of time. Mhm.
1: Uh-huh. No, no it's not, just, but it's enough. If you're
2: just sitting there even looking at the plant and drawing a picture of it or maybe photographing it from different angles or you know you know certainly sampling it or tasting it or um and let me tell you a very funny story. I, I have a friend who moved into a new place and the weeds started to come up and she said, Ah, oh, I gotta get rid of those weeds and I said, You know, let me show you something and I, I showed her the field garlic and and it's the funniest thing because whenever I see her, oh, look, I harvested some of this for you to take to your, I'm laughing because she is actually foraging, but she's clearly not a confident cook. But she doesn't put anything on her lawn that will kill those things. So, you know, it kind of, you know, and I always make something wonderful and bring it to her. <laughs> she's got me trained. <laughs> but you know i think there's something about about having that that kind of time to decompress and connect that instead of it being oh do we have to go out and weed the garden um more like hey let's take a look at this plant look we trimmed the top off it on monday and it's got all new growth on wednesday It keeps growing no matter what we do. How, you know, how amazing is that? And for me, it's like almost like a mini meditation, a little mini vacation, you know, that I can just sit there. Um, And what I find really amazing is there's always something new to learn. quarters grows as tall as me. I never knew that. I just found that out the other day and I had more time just hanging out, more fun hanging out with that plant for just a few minutes going, wow, I didn't know you could grow like that. You know, there's always something about it that, that takes a little bit of the hurry and stress and push out of our daily lives that I think is, is I wouldn't, you know, it, it, it's better than going on a, on a long-distance vacation for me. It's really like, oh, wow, I can think about that for the next three days and be totally happy (laughs) because I never knew that about the plant. And talk about time saver. That particular plant, I could trim in five minutes what it would normally take me, 15 minutes, because that plant grew in a garden that somebody planted and then they moved away and nobody even it's like a secret garden nobody (laughs) so the plants do whatever they want and they're producing the food when the peas and everything else has died back and you know that it's safe to harvest there because it's growing in the same organic soil
1: It It is. I think that's a great stress to believe it, just to get away from it all, because we have been so drawn into just heading to the supermarket instead of just taking this agricultural method that's now, well, I'm glad it's being reestablished, and I hope so through this show that people listen and start reestablishing into what we were really brought up on years before that. It was, it was no supermarket. Even in Bill, there were no supermarkets. People actually took out their time to grow their food, but we have gotten caught up in all this technology and everything is moving so fast for us. But we have to choose what's best for us, too. And that's chosen for our abundance, our health benefits. I mean, that would save a lot of time of going to the doctor all the time, paying a high doctor bill. Come on now. It's something to really think about. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with J.J. Merck, discussing more on foraging and all the benefits that you can reap from it. So stay tuned. Do not touch that down.
0: Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Log -log 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 Talk -talk Radio, baby. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
2: Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street!
0: <laughs> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: We're back with beautiful and spiritual J.J. Murphy discussing on her book, The Joyful Forager, Learn How to Feast on the Food Growing All Around You. And that's what we want to learn. All the plants that are nutritious, tasty, and best for all of us. And it's actually free, people. That's a good key word, get that word, it's free. And she's just here to share her knowledge of foraging and easy ways for you to connect to this wonderful activity. And all of it has to offer. Joy of foraging can be a part of your everyday life. And as JJ left off with the comment about, it's really soothing because you're in your own world. It gives you time to actually think. To meditate—that's a great way. If you don't, especially if you don't like yoga and all the twisting, I think that'll be a great little effort for most of us. And and as I said, it's it's free. It saves you time, and this will be a great way for you and your family to involve and get your children involved. Especially if it's difficult, like mine, to get them on the right track when one ship is going this way and the other one is on the borderline. (laughs) Um, JJ, um, with foraging, can you do it all year long?
2: Well, that depends upon where you live. When you have a longer growing okay. season, you know, you're, where I live up in uh, in uh, the southern part of New York State, you know, we have we had a very brutal winter. Um, so, one of the things I like to do is find my wild foraged foods in season, and then I take them home, and I either turn them into something which I can put in the freezer or I dehydrate them. And, um, you know, then I have the, the best fresh flavor all year long. I have a little taste of summer and the bleak times of winter. So that's that's how I manage the all-year-long issue.
1: Now, since August is coming up, JJ, what are some things that people can't forage since it's okay. getting close this- to fall?
2: Well, here, um, we are getting a nice and you probably still have them down there, there's a wild berry called wine berry that I talk about in uh in my ebook. It's um introduced from Asia and it's this really pretty, pretty berry, a little sticky and a little less sweet than than an actual raspberry than you get from the store, but it has a nice little fresh taste in your mouth and um you can gather those um and uh now certainly a lot of the plants that grow in the summer will be growing. Uh lamb's quarters is still growing, quickweed is still growing. Um I still see the occasional dandelion blossom poke its head head up so that's still growing. Um getting toward fall is um you know, when you want to start looking at, at once the plants are done putting their energy into the flower, that's when you want to start looking into the to the roots of some of these plants. That would be uh, the dandelion and some of the plants that are not in my ebook, but you that are I know you have down south chicory with that really pretty blue flower. You know, I know I've been in restaurants in the south where that's added to coffee. So I know you have that. People know that plant. Um, you know, you uh, you some artichokes. That's another fall mm-hmm. plant that okay. I use as in my recipe revamps, which is the other fun part of foraging, is how can I take these seeds and revamp a recipe so that I save money and I have a very similar flavor profile, but it's still really different. So Jerusalem artichokes are another thing as as summer moves into fall, another thing to
1: look for. Oh, yeah. and See, my friend would love to do, most of my friends would love this because I I have most of them that preserves, they love to can and do all those jams in the mason jar, so that would be perfect for them because that's what our grandparents used to do, actually. And I didn't know that's what they were doing, actually foraging, but that's exactly what they were doing. Exactly. And
2: that's a good thing. Well, supermarkets, if you were to look at how long humans have been on the planet, supermarkets are kind of a recent invention. You know, our parents and grandparents did grow their own food. Um, It's—it's As we kind of, as you said, with all the technology, we should have gotten away from it. But I don't know Mm -hmm. if we are better off. For all that technology. I I kind of like the old ways Um, and I think we have been encouraged to think oh it's time consuming it's labor. It's not you know what I have what I have you're talking about yoga and you know what I carry with me when I go out foraging is items you find right around your house and they don't weigh hardly anything I have a little tote bag and Maybe some some papers. Uh, lunch like you take your lunch to school and little lunch bags and some wax paper and a little folding scissors and maybe a small folding knife and a magnifying glass and my smartphone which has a camera on it um, and you know obviously access to the internet and a little headlamp for, and a magnifying glass so I can see things up close when I want to explore. Um, and that's really all I need. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, when I bend down to look at something, if I bend at all, because I'm usually doing the tender tops of the plants, but if I'm bending down for anything, you know, I'm getting the same exercise workout as the gym. I'm just not doing it, you know, indoors, in doors, on a machine. I'm just moving like, you know, part of my natural integrated day. So... Right. So that you know, that is, I think again, there's 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 so many reasons to do it that um, I'm really surprised most more people are not, and I think it's just because folks don't know.
1: Right. That's right. Because no one talks about that. I'm sure no one at the dinner table talks about. Oh, let's go foraging. I would have to say I think that's one of the greatest skills that our great grandparents. Beat us all in as far as it goes with my generation because they had yeah. those skills where they can get out and knew how to hunt and you had to know how to fish and forage. That was the only way you was going to survive. And they didn't stay as, like I said, they didn't stay as sick. Those were the natural skills because right now, if you probably put me in the woods, I probably wouldn't know a, a least bit of thing of what to actually do, of how to survive, even go out there and learn how to catch a fish in the water. So those were some skills.
2: Yeah. Well, they were also, and I think we don't realize it, um, they also had better tasting food because I'm finding that cage on the shelf, just the picture is prettier than the thing I'm experiencing when I eat my food. And the foraging for me, the biggest motivator is how good everything tastes. Right, 'cause Because there's no
1: artificial. Me? Why? There's no artificial additives added to that. Like when you go to the store, you have so much unbleached um, products in this food enriched and turned over. It's it's really sad what you're eating, and then you try to read the package and it gives you a big old headache, JJ. Because you're like, oh my God, Jesus. I always, I always joke on my job. I say after a while we all gonna eat lettuce, and they look at well, me I'm, like, I'm serious.
2: Yeah, but the other thing too is when you're foraging, you know when it's when it's at its perfect moment to to, to pick right. or to harvest that leaf or that flower or that nut or that berry. Now I haven't gotten onto the subject of nuts in the fall because that takes a little bit more work, and I want your rea- your readers okay. and your listeners and your supporters to understand that I'm starting you off with. An easy approach, as you build your confidence and you get into a routine, then we can talk about the stuff that you have to put a little more effort into and If you have friends who do canning and preserving, I'm impressed forming the skill i don't I don't know if if people realize that um it's much easier to dehydrate or to put in a deep freeze because you don't have to process and you don't have to be accurate with the timings and the and the preserving so when i talk about preserving things even my preservation methods are easy easy risk free Perfect beginner steps, because I want people to be successful. I want them to come back for more. I don't want them to go, Uh, oh, you know, I'm in pain, I'm exhausted. No, 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 no. JJ didn't do that. JJ, JJ likes to have fun. JJ likes to feel good when she's out there. And coming home with a really good tasting meal at the end, that's just a bonus. You know it's just it's right. time well spent, and that's I think the whole reason to write the ebook and to and to get out there is invite folks into this world, and these particular plants grow in such abundance that there's enough for everybody. you know you're not right. going to pick them into extinction because they've already won that, that battle, you know. But food without struggle, you know, and to me going to the supermarket is a struggle. You know? <laughs> I don't like that that sticker shock, you know, the the fact that the plants often are picked before they're right. The flavor's not as uh-huh. great. Right, you know? Um this is this is for me, the best of all worlds. It tastes great. It's fresh. It's it's short time from yard to kitchen, and it's free. You know, it just doesn't get any better. Exactly.
1: You know, it doesn't. Don't have to worry about it being processed, no pesticides on it, and it's right. safe. And this, and I, and that's the reason why. Like you said, we JJ brought this book out. For you to understand, there are these are the health benefits that we have been so drawn away from. No one's speaking on, but we're trying to bring back what was naturally given to us. These were skills, like I said, that your grandparents had. We're only incorporating what was already there. We just want you to get out, have a healthy lifestyle. I'm telling you, it will you will feel much better if you go on this path, not forcing you, but if you decide to do it, it will be a lot better. And, and like, after a while, like I said, we're all going to be on that path. The way these prices keep going up and you really can't find anything healthy, because I do, I love to try to find healthy food. And, and mm-hmm. most of the time you go to markets, you go to some of these stores, and don't get me wrong, I love like places like Dollar Tree and all those, not knocking them. But at the same time, they don't carry my health products. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Because sometimes spending cheap, you don't get what you need when you spend cheap and you have to spend out higher to get the organic food and then you don't know if it's organic. So, yeah, this this is a lot – this will be a lot simpler for us, um, especially for my generation. Let me ask, what kind of tools do you need to forage with, though, JJ?
2: Well, again, these are things you find around your house. So it's – it's it's yes, ma'am. You know, I – I like to have a little day because I like my hands free, but you could take a little tote, and I always have a little folding scissors and a little kind of folding knife for something that might be a little little sturdier if i'm if I'm harvesting there's a plant that grows in the spring called knotweed you're you're not going to get it with a scissors, so the little flat knife is good for that um and I like to have a headlamp just because I want to really be sure of what I'm seeing. Um, and I like to have a magnifying glass just because I like to do that. I carry, um, sometimes I carry a camera cause I like to put it on a tripod and get clearer pictures. Um, I still can't hold my smartphone still enough to get a, a, a picture that satisfies me. Um, I like to carry a paper and pen notebook just because sometimes I like to draw or write or take notes. But, um, you know, a tablet or anything that you're used to carrying like that. And the other little item that I carry in my toolkit is a roll of wax paper. You notice I did not say anything about plastic bags. You do not want plastic because these vegetables will, will turn liquidy and uneatable in plastic. So I take a little roll of wax paper, And uh, when I find, like, a large amount of something, I put it in the wax paper, tear off a square of wax paper, and roll it up and twist the ends like a party saver. And then my delicate leaves don't get crushed in my tote bag. So um, the the dirtier greens I can put in a little lunch sack. And, um, you know, off I go. Now, if I'm doing berries, I like to take containers that are kind of flat and thin so that they don't crush under the weight of the berry. And um, gosh, now there's something, berry picking is just one of my favorite ways. Just find some place and start picking those berries and nibble a couple while you're doing it. And it's just hard not to feel good, you know, even if if you're starting out stressed. By the time you've eaten that third or fourth or fifth freshly picked berry, that isn't bruised, that wasn't picked too early and shipped, I mean it's just, you know to me that's better than candy and then you come home with a whole container full of them, I mean and um, yeah you know, and and it's free it's costing you only your time and you know, yeah you could run to the store and negotiate shopping carts and bump into people and stand online but you could just stand there just surrounded by the the leaves and the berries and just fill your container and just feel good.
1: Right, and, and I, I just love time. the word. Exactly, and I just love that word. It is actually free. And you know what got me <laughs> yeah. in the beginning when you mentioned about, you know what really got me, and I know it probably got a lot of the listeners too, we You know, when we were talking about weeds, it's amazing because these are things we try to tear out, we seek them out, we try to destroy them. But, you know, one person, I think that was Ralph Waddle Emerson, he said, a weed is a plant whose virtues have not yet been discovered. And that's because we're missing something. As you said, these weeds, we can find they're edible, they're nutritious, they're delicious, they're free. Yes, can't spread that. No, and they're just fun to harvest. And that's what we got yeah. to get right back to. Instead of forming, instead of going out there that garden, we need to force. And besides, I like that statement, the last statement that you just said, JJ, it'll be just mm-hmm. like candy for a child. And you could get children real quick. Yes, especially at a very young age, you can get them into stuff quicker than most most adults. See, a child yeah. will be so easy to grab because <laughs> they, yeah. they like to explore stuff. They like to tap into all this good stuff. They'll think it's fun, and
2: and
1: and it actually is fun. It's the main thing.
2: But yeah, it absolutely is. It is. Um, well, so, I have a couple so of wild J- food J- recipes. Yes, so I did.
1: I was just going, and that was amazing. I was just going to ask you if you could give us some because I I love doing recipes.
2: Okay. Well, the reason I I started to say that is that you were talking about the children. And one of my recipes today involves um, a plant in the ebook called Wineberry. And um, okay. how about some um, Wineberry Ice Pops? Does that sound like a, something? Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, what you do is you get about a cup and a half of Wineberries. Now, I like to put them in the freezer first just because um, they're easier to work with. But So you come home with your wine berries, and you want to save a few wine berries for decoration, so even a little bit more, and um, put them in the freezer, let them freeze up, and then add five tablespoons of sugar and about a cup and a half of yogurt. And what you're going to do is except for your wine berries for decoration, and this would make like eight uh, pots, by the way. So what you do is you put that all in a blender and you puree the frozen wine berries, the sugar, half a cup of the yogurt and make that all until it has this nice puree texture. And then you take half of that mixture and you put it into the ice pop molds. And then you take the remaining yogurt and you put that into the ice pop molds. And that's when you kind of pop in your little whole wine berries for decoration in the middle. And then you put the remaining wine berry mixture on top of that. Put some popsicle sticks in each one. Freeze them. takes about six hours till they get firm, and you can keep them for at least a week in your freezer. And um, they look pretty and they taste great.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, JJ. I thought I still had. It was a little um, cut off. But JJ, tell us where we can go and get your ebook.
2: Okay, um if you were to visit me at my website thejoyfulforager.com, the ebook is there. You can also um for free, the ebook is, is what I sell, but for free, I have a couple of gifts for people who are visitors to my site and one of them are my quick start guides. So whether you're rural, suburban, or urban, these are just a few little suggestions to help you get started. Um, it's the best I can do, next best thing to being there with you. And I also, on the website, have the tools that I talked about. They're there for you to to have, again, for your ready reference. Um, and then a few other uh, kind of an advanced tools if you really want to get out there and do a little bit more. So again, the uh, the website thejoyfulforager.com, and I look forward to uh, to seeing folks there, and hopefully um, they'll stick around and they'll look for the recipes and some of my blog posts and some of of what else I've put on there to encourage you to forage. And I'm always looking for feedback and comments.
1: Oh, yes. So, people, please make sure this is one of your books that you have in your library on your iPhone, Android, or whatever technical device you use because this is going to be a new game changer. This is time for us to start being more healthier, and I love health. J.J., thank you so much for coming on to the show and giving us better insight into what we can do to better ourselves.
2: Oh, it has been a pleasure spending the time with you, I, and I, I appreciate it.
1: You are so welcome, and you have a blessed one. You too. From my friend Mary Ellen, today, the truth of the day is this. Open your mind to greater possibilities. That's including forging too. Connect to your higher self to find fire solutions. Drop your ego self, small I, and connect with your God self the I that I am, to find peace and intuitive, in, intuitive wisdom. Sorry, Distance yourself from your emotions, ego self, small I, to connect with your higher self, the I that I am. Through connecting with this higher self, you understand yourself and gain a needed inspiration to guide you in a new direction. Please read Psalm 46, 5, 10 through 11. Today, be silent to connect with the I that I am. Be sure to listen. Enjoy the day, everyone, and let's get out there and start foraging. It's time to make a better change for ourselves. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technisha. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.